This is Bumping Into, where we have interesting conversations with people from all walks of life. Hi everybody, welcome to Bumping Into, where we are proud to celebrate the best of Australian music and the artists behind it. Today we are catching up with a band that has continued to make waves in the rock scene with their high energy performances and guitar inspired tracks. They've just released a new single that has fans and critics talking and they're about to embark on a new tour that promises to deliver more of the high output fans have come to expect. I'm talking about Australian rock group Avalanche. We've caught up with them a couple of years ago and we're back with them again for this episode. So sit back and turn up the volume. Here is Avalanche. Hey guys, how are you going? It's been how long since we last spoke? I think it's uh, what, no, well, the first one that we did would be, is it, it's got to be almost two years ago. Wouldn't it be this June, yeah. two years ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. have been when you were playing Brisbane. Or playing Gold Coast. Gold Coast, yeah. yeah. Gold Coast, two years ago. Yeah. And wow. we both have long hair, so that's how we know how long it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the first thing is um, the new single, latest single. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What's what's the story and the inspiration behind that single? Um, yeah, so uh, so that's Sweet Baby Brown Eyes. Um, so that's a song that was actually written by my dad's band, which um, was back in the 70s. Uh, I think it was recorded back in 1976. Um, it was on their first uh, self-titled album and it was one of their singles. And uh, obviously with the name we wanted to, we carried on their name, Avalanche, and um, it's been four years now since we started the band and we wanted to do a cover of one of their songs. And, yeah, um, I had a good chat with Dad about it beforehand and he said, like, we should change it up, make it our own sort of thing. And so we did sort of try and, like, make it a sort of modern sort of generational spin to it. But, um, but yeah, that's really the, the bulk of it was really just wanted to cover one of their songs and see how we could stack up. <laughs> and how did you find the reception to it? It was, yeah, it was wonderful. Like, yeah. I think the song had probably the most radio play out of any song that we've um, released so oh, far. Yeah. yeah oh, I that's really good. On its second or third week, on its second or third week, it got, like, number four. It got number five, and then it got number four on the, like, community radio charts here in Australia. Wow. Okay. Well, that's really good. That's and a lot of exposure. Before, yeah. And I think at the end, at the end of it, we had like an airplay report that we saw that was like worldwide for the song. We had over um, one thousand three hundred plays just worldwide in radio. So yeah. Wow. That's, Jeez, that's really good. That's 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 a good um, platform to then keep pushing from, isn't it? Like you know yeah. that you've got that that push through to the next bit of exposure. Yeah, definitely. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and for that one, well, leading up to that one, I mean, it does sound different to the first EP. So the the creative process, the songwriting process, or or the I suppose you know that was a cover. But how has that changed in the last two three years? Yeah, when we first started recording, we were just recording at like mates' houses, like just home studios and that. That was our first EP. It was a home studio done by our friend Luca, which is now working in studios himself. So we've all kind of just moved on from there and um, just sort of got into bigger and better studios. And the last two singles, we recorded at A-Sharp Recording Studios. And that was with a producer, which was the first time we worked with a producer. And his name was Steve James. 
he's worked uh he's been around forever and he's worked with like cold chisel he's worked with the angels in britain he used to work um with the sex pistols and hawkwind lemmy Baldwin. even worked on the um Python movies and did some of the songs for that so yeah he's really been around the block and but he knows he's aussie rock he's worked with all those bands the screaming jets he does all of their stuff and the angels and all that so yeah we thought it, it would be helpful to work with a producer so uh yeah we ended up working with him and that was probably our best sort of sounding recording of these last two so far yeah definitely made it like a different whole new level to the to the songwriting process like having pre-production sessions with yeah. him and sort of having someone just sort of sit there and actually play the songs too before we thought about recording them and you know say like oh well what do you reckon we could do to make it better or yeah. whatever and Steve just had these really small changes that he made, had, had us do that kind of just made the whole song. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think Sweet Baby Brown, for instance, he told us just tune a half step down and there was a few other things in like the choruses that he made us do and that just like made the whole song. So yeah, little things like that that we wouldn't have otherwise wow. done ourselves was really handy. Well, that was going to be my question is the the, the difference that those, you know, how much input did he have oh. that you then take onwards after that experience? Well, it's kind of funny because, like, well, I remember when we went into the studio with the first two songs, because like, we did Bottle of Sin and we did Sweet Baby with him. And um, all of us were sort of like, because, like, it wasn't that we weren't 100% sold on the songs, but we were just, like, unsure of how they were going to go in recording because ne- I don't think we'd ever played them live at that point. And, um, and, yeah, like, playing them to him and him changing just, a few slight things like I think one of the big changes on the chorus is when he, he actually got me to harmonize on the chorus of Sweet Baby, which really just brought in that whole extra level of like layer to the choruses, but also called back to the original because my um the original my dad harmonized on on the choruses mm-hmm. as well. Oh, so that was like a big thing. I've never really harmonized with myself before, you know. <laughs> like so that was a that was a pretty big, big sort of step forward and 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 really, really elevated the song to the point where we were like, oh well, wow, like this is definitely like a like a song we want to put out on the radio and and get out there, you know. Another yeah. thing was yeah, another thing was for Bottle of Sin, Ryan. You you, you could probably better explain this, but the drumming yeah. doing like a stop and start thing in the first verse, and originally we had that in the second verse too. But yeah, yeah. it got it got it got all it got all changed. Like the the first verse of Bottle of Sin was actually meant to be for two verses, but then um. On the second verse, Steve told us to change it up a bit. Instead of to stop it, like the first one with the drumming pattern, just to keep it going so the song can kind of drive and lift off into the solos better. Yeah, so he kind of helped us tweak it a little bit to make it a bit better, you know? Yeah, and that, elevate yeah, and that has kind of like impacted our songwriting moving forward too because we're like, oh, if we have like a bit of like a start and stoppy kind of start to the song, maybe at one point we can just stop doing that and keep kind of building it and keeping the momentum going rather than keep starting and stopping kind of thing. So yeah. kind of written a few songs now with that in mind. So yeah, that's definitely like helped to have that outside perspective. Yeah. yeah that's interesting, mm. isn't it? Obviously, I mean, he he's well experienced and um, one yeah. of the best at his craft, but it's uh, I suppose it's a good opportunity that you've, you got that because those tools and will stick with you now moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. It could almost a five year, um, head start you know some, someone can tell you something like that and it takes five years off what you would have had to have done yourself to get there in an mm-hmm. afternoon yeah yeah sure. definitely yeah like yeah it was literally the smallest changes but that just impacted so much and now we're thinking about that like songwriting moving forward so and yeah we definitely plan to work with them again for like our next couple of things so yeah yeah 
And tell me if I'm wrong, you guys have now done an overseas tour? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. And how did that go? I mean, the logistics of getting everyone over there and all the equipment, um, it's obviously not going to be as easy as jumping in the in the car and, and heading interstate. No, that was, well, yeah. a bride. <laughs> I mean, no, it was it was probably easier than like say if we were going to England or something because it was just like a few hours flight to. But we're also we also super yeah. lucky with it. Yeah, like, yeah. It just really just happened to sort of mm. be like a spur of the moment sort of thing. But we we just uh, I think it was we were promoting the bottle of sin tour yeah. at the time, and um, we got an email from someone over in the yeah. Pierre, his name's Pierre. Yeah. And um, he was just like, you know, I love you, what you guys are doing. We're really trying to get more bands over here because I think it was sort of like the ending of the pandemic that we're trying yeah. to get the music oh, right. thriving again. And he was putting on like a festival and that sort of thing. Yeah. So he actually helped us with the whole thing, like yeah. paid for our flights and like sorted out our accommodation for us. And it was actually really easy to do just because <laughs> of like all the stuff that he ended yeah. up helping us out with. Jeez, that's and great. It was, yeah. it was really successful too. Like he ended up getting like billboards done up and stuff. Like and, like, like ads in the paper and all that. So It was really full on. Yeah. Like it was like... Yeah, like, I mean, it was that most random thing, like, just, you know, would even, wouldn't even have thought uh, anything of it, like, to begin with, like, yeah. just a random email, but. Yeah, we wow. had, no, we had literally no expectations when we went, we had no idea how it was going to go, and even up in, when we were doing, like, sound check, and up until the show was starting, it was all looking a bit empty, and then all of a sudden, like, the gates opened up, and there was all these people flooding through. Yeah, it was packed. It was an absolutely crazy wow. show. Like, so that's great, so it had a big turnout. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny. The first night we were there, we did, I think it was, the, or first or second night we were there, we did uh, the uh, Rocktoberfest, which was the yeah, festival. The and, um, and literally, like, we brought over as much merch as we possibly could that we could get through customs, and we sold all of it in the first night. And we yeah. had no more merch <laughs> left over for the rest of the <laughs> shows. And it was, yeah, it was nice. I think there was like 300 people at that Rocktober Festival show. And, and they, they speak French over there as well, mainly. They speak English too, but it's mainly French, but they still like knew all the words. They, they loved it. We played a few covers as well, like ACDC and that. They love it. They Apparently they really love their Aussie rock and they love their Australian band. So yeah, yeah we're really, really lucky. But saying that, really? there, was, there was a few like fuck ups. Like I think three of us didn't have passports. No, two of us didn't have passports. So we kind of had to do that. Uh. And Bass, he has a <laughs> yeah, he has an Epiphone Thunderbird, and that's like the biggest bass. It's impossible yeah, to get a light case for it. <laughs> and um, and I we ended up having to buy uh like a keyboard flight case for like yeah. an eighty-eight note keyboard, and then yeah. just custom filling it with foam. And yeah, it was such a nightmare to deal with, but we ended up getting that. <laughs> and you're on the road again, so obviously you've got a big Queensland show coming up. Um. Yes. So tell me about this tour. What what's going to be? Is there anything that's going to be different, or is there anything that people are going to expect or see that they haven't seen on the other shows for this time round? Yeah, definitely. We've uh, we've been working on quite a few new songs actually, so you can definitely expect to hear some new stuff. Yeah, I think with right. the Sweet Baby tour, we um we're we're trying to aim to sort of either get some sort of like EP or album together. Like we did a demo session. We recorded a whole bunch of songs um, for demos. So we've got a whole bunch of demos done and we're looking to sort of probably start playing them at 
new shows to see what the reaction will be for, mm-hmm. you know, like in a live setting and um and what we want to sort of start recording next in like a proper studio setup and and that. So I think that'll be the main sort of thing with these next shows is really just playing new songs and getting some some reactions to what we've, what we've been cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've already been kind of playing around with our set list lately, but it's going to be even more so now. So yeah. Yeah, and where where are we going? Where's the Where's the next venues and dates that people are going to be able to jump on? Yeah, so the next one is that they're in New South Wales. We're supporting the poor who are from Queensland. But yeah, they're, they're rock royalty, Aussie rock royalty. They've been around forever. And yeah, we've played a couple of shows with them before. And so we're pretty keen that they asked us to join them on their Well, I, I was going to say they seem um, very keen to help other bands and, and bands that are coming up in, in the ranks as being newish where um, – you, you don't see that all too often. It tends to be a lot of pairings are being odd. You'll either get an odd pairing that doesn't really gel to the, to the same format or you'll get um, it. I don't know. I think it could be done a lot better, but I think the Paul make a real effort to make sure that they're bringing other guys along with them to get that exposure and experience. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I, agree. I, think, yeah. I think we've um this will be like our second show we've done. No, I think it's like our third or fourth. So, yeah, um, like, yeah, they're definitely really, but, yeah. really welcoming the the sort of newer rock community and yeah. that, which is great. Because, and on this yeah. tour as well, I know they're playing with like Black Aces and a few other cool bands that we know. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, that those dates are on um May twenty sixth in Sydney at the Bridge Hotel and May twenty seven at the Central Coast at the Ocean View Hotel. So right. And yeah. then when's the when's the Brisbane gig that's, that's june 3rd that's moondoll festival so yeah that's a festival that's been going on for a few years now and we've sort of been messaging the promoters trying to get on it for a while so we're finally on this year oh that's great that you got a you got a time slot for it that's perfect yeah we're, yeah, we're yeah, pretty happy there's some pretty cool bands and musicians and they'll have other things like art stalls and markets and things going on there so yeah and any other chance of a second queensland show while you're up this neck of the woods Oh, probably not this this time around, but we do have a few other Queensland things planned that we can't talk about yet, but right. we have okay. some pretty cool things planned pretty soon, so just keep an eye out. <laughs> well, that was going to bring me to my next question is, um, how how do you selves, the whole band really, how do you manage the demands of touring, home life, work life, you know, the, the just fitting it all in and giving your attention to everything that needs it, as well as your passion, how how does is that a constant struggle, or have you got a system sort of <laughs> sorted out now that everyone can just get in the flow and take time off their other things to to pull away and jump in the in the van and hit the road? Yeah, for sure, man. Like you know, like life always does get in the way, and there's always things that that you've got to work around and all that. Um, like even just this year, like uh, Arthur just got married, um, which is awesome, really, really awesome to see. Um, and like, um, obviously we've had to work around that. So there's that, like me and Veronica got married, uh, two years ago. We had to work around that. And like, um, there's, just, there's, there's always things that, that'll always pop up. <laughs> what did you say? I said I'm single. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, I will say though, like being married to Veronica and me and her working together, like behind yeah. the scenes, 
it does make it a lot easier. Yeah. Like we, we tend to find that we can get like a lot more sort of like of the business related stuff side so done just because we're obviously around yeah, each other twenty four seven. So um so if anything pops up, she's like, Hey, you know, what do you think of this? Or hey, what do you think of that? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like we're all just really passionate about music and like no matter what would happen, even if we were just playing in our bedroom, we would all still be playing every single yeah. day or whatever, you know. Is there anything, any secrets on the future? Any plans? The the album? Is it? Well, any... uh, yeah. For at the moment, we're literally just looking to record our next few singles. So once we, as soon as we hit this the studio, we're looking to probably do all the the stuff again. You know, straight away. Yeah, we're go probably... on another tour, release a whole another video, and do all that sort of stuff, and try and try and build up like a some really big hype for for like a good album release i think i think that'll be really where our next step lies um we're going to be trying to go overseas at some point this year we're just yeah we're trying to well, line up a few things <laughs> yeah um yeah. So hopefully something will pan out like um, it's really... be great to jump on with the poor because they're always back and forth to europe yeah exactly yeah, like yeah. i think they just, yeah. they just literally yeah. finished up in europe um doing the album launch tour there so they go yeah yeah, yeah, we've got like quite a few shows and a few festivals and things in the works that we're going to be announcing soon. And I'm pretty sure it's okay to say this because we'll be announcing this pretty soon. But we're playing a residency at the Duke of Enmore, uh, in Newtown here, uh, for June. We're playing every Thursday night, so free entry. So oh, if you wow. come down, it'll be it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question: is the the your thoughts on the state of the live scene in Australia at the moment? I think with Australia, it seems to me at least that it just can be very finicky, you know, like you can't really predict it. Like it's very, very unpredictable in the sense that like, you know, you you can go someplace and have a really good show and have like a full sellout crowd and then go back a month or a couple of months later and then something will happen. Like there'll be another big show happening or a couple of big shows happening. You might not do as well. And it can just be very finicky like that. But like like, by saying that, like, there's also a really good community. I feel like if you pick good bands, if you play good shows, you play venues and places consistently and you build your fan base, you can't really go wrong. Like, sure, some nights will be better better yeah. than others. Some nights might be that great, but as long as you keep at it kind of thing. You just keep showing up and keep doing what you do. It's definitely I think it's music. also like a big thing with yeah. promotion, like especially, yeah. like I was saying, like when you're playing shows all year long like and you know, people eventually don't want to or don't have the money to put in for as much promotion or whatever. Like, it, it's just really important. Like, that's always got to be there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people just don't know about the show, you know. But and, like, yeah. that's a big thing with yeah. um, some Aussie bands as well. Like, I think promotion's always a big thing. Yeah, well, one, of the, one of the great things, though, is that there's definitely quite a few people that are super dedicated and you'll see them at every gig. They'll even fly out to see you. So we know quite a few people like that, Ralph. Paul, Dane, just mm. name a I could name dozens and dozens. I could yeah, be well, that's great that you've got yeah, that. Absolutely dedicated people that literally just fly out, they see shows, they come from hours away, they'll be at every show, mm. every second show kind of thing. And yeah, we really appreciate that. And that's I think that's pretty unique to like the Australian scene. Oh, as far as yeah, yeah, especially yeah. for the kind of music I think like hard rock, there's yeah. definitely that like still loyal, dedicated fan base as well. Well, guys. Obviously, I wish you the best for this pending album and the tour. So, um, as always, you know, proud and and happy to support Australian music and Australian rock where I can. Um, and I will uh, put a link on my page once again to direct people to to your website where they can find all the tour dates and watch the videos and purchase the albums and all the rest of it. Probably should mention for Moon Doll. Um... 
Yeah, no, for Moondoll, uh, you can actually get your tickets online or you can get discounted tickets if you, like, come right to us. So if you right. just... Yeah, we have hard tickets as well. Yeah, so if you just want to, like, email us, message us on social media or whatever, we can, like, sell you a hard copy ticket for, like, $10 cheaper and no booking fee. And it helps us out because we get, like, more of the fee from that ticket than, like, the overall ticket. So if you want to help us out and you want to come to Moondoll, then DM us about that. So. All right, guys, till next time. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Thanks, bye. Bye. Thanks very much, everyone, for sticking to the end of the show. Uh, if you're interested, head over to bumpingintocomau You'll find more information there about this show, uh, which will have links to the band and their uh, tours. I'm going to do my best to get a couple more episodes out. I've got a few more bumping into that sound um, episodes that I'm yet to actually release. So I'm working on getting those out as fast as I can. If you are interested into the music side of the show, otherwise there'll be a couple of other ones also. So keep an eye on the website. That's the best spot is the website. If you are interested and enjoy any of the stuff that we put out once again, thanks very much. And I will catch up with you on the next one.